listening to Charge Podcast, episode 12, the podcast that looks at tech under the hood. I'm your host, Owen Williams, and joining me today is your co-host, John Edgar, live from New York, right, John? How are you? Hey, Owen, I am live from New York, and I am, okay. Live from your bed. Live, again, from my bed in New York. Broken, broken elbow, McGee. Oh, ouch. Actually, really hurts. (laughs) (laughs) I feel for you, man. I saw the cast, and it's not nice. Maybe you can put a, a picture of it in the show notes there's a photo of me i realized i must have like been on some pretty good drugs because there's a photo of me like in bed topless on twitter (laughs) that i must have posted yeah i posted at like seven o'clock in the morning one morning just after i got the cast put on so (laughs) that's beautiful that's beautiful i'm gonna embed that in the show notes nope 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 Uh, (laughs) i'm gonna stalk you um so I want to start out this week by saying that we got a bunch of uh, messages from uh, read- uh, readers, listeners, telling us how uh, much they are enjoying the podcast. So I just wanted to say thank you yep. for listening. I'm actually, and it was appreciated. I'm actually meeting up with one of our listeners tomorrow. Oh, really? For coffee. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. Someone was like, yeah, I just did um, 1.5 hours of binge listening to your uh, podcast and I'm in Brooklyn too. Do you want to go for a coffee and talk about technology? And I was like, Hmm, this person <laughs> could be a crazy person. This person could be sometimes people who just randomly meet you meet up with are kind of can be an, annoying. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but <laughs> I, I think it. it's going to go really well, but I'll report awesome. back next week. You're doing our first fan meetup. Yeah. And also, thank you to the person who suggested that we should drink water more frequently during our yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. We are both <laughs> we drinking, are drinking today. water more frequently. It's also down to editing, I suppose. Um, the whole thing takes a while to do. We're learning, but we appreciate you guys hanging in there. So thank you for listening. Um, the first topic this week we have Wait. is what? How's the what? weather? Oh, man beautiful it's it's the netherlands it's always been no it's really sunny it's really lovely here at the moment i uh i forgot what it's like to live here in summer it's just sweltering hot and lovely so i wish i had a boat how's the weather there (laughs) it's good someone good someone last week tweeted us that you should do the podcast from a coffee shop i should like a like a weed place yeah marijuana a marijuana pub dispensary (laughs) okay sorry first topic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. Well, I'll keep that in mind for next week. So yeah, the first topic was actually something from last week that we couldn't do. So we recorded and I think this literally broke the news as soon as we got off the phone. Oh yeah. And that's right. And someone tweeted at me and they were like, are you kidding me? You guys you have talked talk about, about this, this for weeks and then you didn't talk about it. But then he was like, but I also don't know which day that you record your podcast on. So for folks listening, we this is Thursday today, Thursday morning. We usually record on Thursdays. Sometimes we don't, but most of the time we do. And it's quite funny because every now and then something really big happens immediately or while we're on this thing and we're like, God damn it. Yep. So that's why that happens. So, so Tony Fidel. Like, yes, Tony Fidel left Nest. <laughs> that's the news. We'll get to the news <laughs> eventually. Yeah, so Tony Fidel left Nest in kind of a bit of a shock move. I think we talked about this probably like for 50% of the podcast we've recorded about Nest and how they'd were seemingly not doing anything and they had a lot of trouble internally well it turns out he wanted to leave for the last year and now he's done it so that was interesting yep what do you think good stuff that he's leaving it's good i mean look if you're leading a team that doesn't want to be led by you you're fundamentally unable to 
like create a functioning environment for people to do work. So if that's the case, unless you basically fire everybody and rehire a whole bunch of people or yeah, or quit. Like that's basically your two options. And like, Mm -hmm. geez, I've lived that reality. Like it's, you can, you can dangle carrots for like a couple years almost. But then after that, if you're not doing a good job, you have to Mm -hmm. quit or fire all your people and rehire everyone. So, and I don't think that was an option there because it sounded like everyone was quitting anyway. And they were good people. I read something that there were, there were regularly employees crying in the bathroom and on any given day you would find employees sleeping in corners. That's bad, man. This is a Google comp. Like it's, they, that's that's the thing. Google had fast paced business. Google wasn't involved. That was the crazy thing is they were so distant that I guess he was getting away with it without them knowing. So the question is... Getting away with what? Like, I don't really... What, doing nothing? (laughs) But he doesn't seem like the type of guy that was doing nothing. I just feel like... Like, I, I don't know. Everything I read about him, I don't believe that he was just like coming to work every day and sitting in his office and playing solitaire and watching YouTube videos of cats. Like, I presume he was trying to do things but there must have been some like fundamental breakdown of communication or trust in their in their orgs because he like well, i don't like it comes back to what we talked about before like what the hell is nest shipped in the last little while and i'm sure you know I i've seen a couple of posts that they've got quite some pipeline but you know like what what evidence is there of that yeah and to me it's less about well, I guess, yeah. Like what if they shipped, right? There's, there's so much opportunity and they have such a head start because they were the first smart device that had a relatively mass or relatively wide adoption into the consumer home that had the possibility to become a hub, right? Because you would put everywhere where there's a thermostat is in range of listening and, and being in Bluetooth communication, I think in a lot of people's homes. And maybe you would have like the nest extender and then you would have that as a hub and then you would extensiate the home the home smart home environment drop cam nest you know like the smoke like the whole thing and you build a whole ecosystem around it and you actually create this the smart home like that's what nest could have been but it's just like how like when did nest ship first like when did uh, they like the last thing i remembered is the like the updated thermostat. No, no, I mean, like, when was day one? <laughs> when did the Nest come out? Oh, man. That's, like, 2000, 2009, I think. I actually don't even remember. Nest Quick, thermostat. Quick old Google search here will tell me that it was... Oh, God. Stupid. Freaking don't know how to use the internet. <laughs> this is the part I delete. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more it. fun. I can't find it. There's no Wikipedia on Nest. This is crazy. So get this. I just saw that um, Nest is working on new products and it's been leaked. And uh, oh man, like I hate bagging on companies, but this is pretty lame if this is like their pipeline. They have an outdoor camera. 2012. <laughs> oh, 2012. That's not too bad. Oh, and the the uh, other thing that yeah, they're shipping is, that's bad. is Three years. Come on. Nest, Nest thermostat colors. <laughs> apparently they're not planning anything big until 2016 good heavens anyway so that's interesting i'm hoping that like you know tony like the thing with nest is it was always a promising company and the, i you know the hardware they made was awesome but they just never took it further so 
I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do post post uh, Fidel, I guess. Yep, me too. I hope that they, I hope they pick up their pace and get things going quickly. Though, yeah, because they're the smart. The anyway. smart home is still considerably under 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 understood. Like no one understands the smart home quite yet. Anyway, it's like the the whole ecosystem hasn't really panned out well. And like, how many people can actually say, right? Oh yeah, my house is like able to tell me things. Like to to me, a smart something is that it's able to tell you something that you didn't know yourself not like without you doing something yeah like so i don't know there's nothing in my house that tells me anything that i didn't know myself and like oh just because i can program something via my phone doesn't make it smart it makes it connected it just means it's on your phone yeah interesting well we'll see we'll keep an eye on nest it'll be i'm thinking i'm thinking that they'll pick up the pace and i think that google's going to have a lot more oversight but you know They've always maintained that they have an independence. So I don't I don't know if anything will change. I guess we'll see in 2017. So tell me about this other thing happening in America right now. You told me about some internet bill. Yeah. So What's the deal with that? I actually have some anxiety about talking about this one because <laughs> I think it's really important and I and it's kind of complicated. So I want to try and explain it so that people can un, like really have good thought around it because it's really important, like super, super important. So Te- Senator Ted Cruz and Wait, Cong- he's back. Huh? He's back already. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's a Senator, so he's still doing work. Uh, Republican, Texas, Texas Senator and Congressman Sean Duffy have introduced a act, I guess, to the house called the Pre- Protecting Internet Freedom Act. And the act essentially prevents the Obama administration from making the internet a globally owned entity and protect and protects it as as a US established entity. So they want to stop IANA from uh, I don't know how to actually say the acronym. They want them to stop them from being a non-US entity. Correct. Is that what's going on? Correct. Wow. So for folks, so there, so I guess, so there's ICANN, which is the Internet Corporation for assigning name uh, names and numbers, and they are a private sector company or a private sector group, not for profit, that maintains the databases and the namespaces and the DNS and everything that kind of underpins really the, the, the whole underpinning of the internet. Um, and it was actually, it was founded by John um, Postel and he, we actually celebrated his birthday at DigitalOcean randomly as a, a like funny side note. We, we went and got balloons and gave away cake in the Flatiron building in New York. But anyway, Cute. so within ICANN, there's a group called uh, IANA and that is the uh, assigned numbers authority. And so what is supposed to happen is there is so a, wait, they're the company that does IP addresses, right? So the, the physical address of your computer. 
yeah uh, uh, while your internet of, connection of, uh, internet of, uh, of your computer as it is assigned to the global internet right, right. Uh, and I think that they're also responsible for maintaining DNS and I think that they coordinate That's IP right. addresses and the US has historically controlled the global DNS servers correct so which it, are what, what are you used when I go and type charge podcast into my browser to translate it into an IP address, right? Yeah. So the way I usually explain it to people is every single computer that's connected to the internet actually has a phone number on it, but it would be impossible to remember everybody's phone number because how would you remember the phone number of Facebook or Twitter or Google or or my personal website or whatever? So we have this big global directory called DNS, which is the domain name server system. Yep. And uh, uh, the domain name system. And it translates all of that for us. So when you hit enter on google.com, it goes to a local uh, DNS record and says, Hey, where is, where is this computer in the world? How do I get there? And then there's this like big string of things that happen after that, that eventually through all these, what are called hops, you end up at this end point, which is literally physically. I think people forget the internet as a physical thing, literally physically where the file that facebook.com com is the html of that that is then rendered right. in your browser so that in that whole whole unfolding of the internet being served to you there has to be this authoritative kind of this is the absolute what's why it's called root absolute root of authority of like where everything on the internet actually is and that's really important because if we didn't have that and it wasn't super secure and super well understood you would you wouldn't you could go to facebook.com but you could actually be going to someone's trick facebook.com which would trick you into putting in a different username and password and then someone would have your username and password and like all that kind of stuff right so right, it, right, it, right. it's how we know that the internet is what it is it is it is yeah. the absolute and so that really has been owned by the united states government basically since it was the whole thing was founded in 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 the 80s and so mm. I think it was like 30 30 years ago that this whole thing came about so like as old not as even we are. like intentionally necessarily as well yeah and so this bill wants to wants to kind of tell Congress that uh, or is, is stating that you know the internet should continue to be to be controlled by the United States and there's kind of two sides to that. The first side is that they want to be able to control and maintain the sole ownership of the .gov and .mil TLDs, top level domains, because they believe that that is vital to national security. So I think there's a bunch of things that are probably wrapped up in that. Like there's, you know, a lot of these government systems are old, a lot of cobol systems and 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 i'm sure oh, there's Lord. a lot of hard-coded stuff which is like you know if you get an email from a dot gov you know email address maybe and it resolves to this thing then it is absolutely a u.s government thing or something like that right and so mm -hmm. if china or russia or someone else had the ability to issue dot gov tlds that may hurt u.s national security and they also believe that the United States values free speech and 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 values political debate and values um, a lack of censorship. And so, uh, the, and the other countries like Russia and China, um, if they had access to be able to kind of do whatever they wanted with the internet to might restrict that or, or make changes. Now, I don't believe in the technical viability of the propositions that they put forward in this 
document they that is to, to say well they i just don't even if it does become open i don't believe that there is any real means for other governments to actually enact any real harmful right in, the only way they harmful can do that is poisoning poisoning roots but, but even then you can work. do that anyway i mean like yeah it's simply like it's it's like it's almost it's it's like saying I don't know. It's like saying if you allowed Russia into the UN, the world would be less secure or something like that. I love it. I love it. Like it literally says, oh, this, you know, this plan of Obama to hand over the keys to the Internet will give countries like China and Russia the keys to control the Internet. But it's kind of like this weird backwards thinking, because at the moment, only one actor controls the Internet. And I think that's almost just as bad like i and you know who are who are the u.s to say that china and russia are any worse you know it's i don't know it makes me it's a little bit sad for me because i followed this story early on um and i was quite quite excited by the fact that it would be a global level thing and it's it's a shame that they're pushing to undo that and you know it's towards the end of obama's last term as well it's kind of awful i actually think it's 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 harm harmful to the internet it would it would be terrible to let this happen i think the internet so you think that obama's plan is worse no no obama's plan is great well i I mean i don't i haven't really studied in depth kind of how the formation of an entity that would look after this is but you know like if if it's a, a, a conglomerate of of multinational heads of state that like you know are generally well respected brazil canada france right. norway sweden u.s you know maybe and you know and and there were people that were on it the same way that there are other standards bodies iso committees and stuff like that i don't think that there's any real harm in allowing that and i think yeah frankly the thing that i like people don't really also understand how much of a cash cow the internet is for like 16 16 white dudes in la i'm not even kidding like yeah if you want to go have a field day of laughing at how absurd this racket of domains and tlds and shit like that is go on linkedin and just start clicking around who owns gtld um companies who they live next to in la how they all came up through i can't like it's like literally this la community of like internet rich dudes who are just like people who own like printing money well they they well they're the all the like people forget that Icana and like all of the like it's all it's it's a not-for-profit but it's a private sector organization right people make money and are paid and like and the thing is the thing that really pisses me off is you'll see like someone be on the board and then they'll propose a gtld or like they propose the idea of a gtld and then they'll form a gtld company and then they'll like get inside knowledge on like what's going to come out and then they'll start selling it's just like it's just this sick yeah. gross thing and so it's bad I, yeah it's not good well i hope they leave it the i hope they end up opening it up um i'm sure we'll follow this because they only just proposed it right so it's quite some journey yeah i guess before it gets even considered um so we have quite a quite a big topic to talk about this week 
Apple. So next week they're holding WWDC, which is which is like the epic event. And I'm sure John and I will probably have like an emergency podcast convening. Um, Did you see the takes. flying MacBook Pro? Oh my god! But basically, Apple kind of took an unprecedented move this week of announcing changes that they're making to the App Store early. So, <clears throat> Phil Schiller, the uh, what's his actual role now? I don't even know. But um, he did an interview with Daring Fireball and The Verge and a couple of other places. VP of Worldwide Marketing. Right, fancy. He did an interview with all these big publications basically to say there's three main changes coming to the App Store. So, bear with me. The first is subscription apps, which is like kind of insane to me. But hey, it could be good. I mean, you know, so the way it could work is basically you could subscribe to any app. So you could say there's, um, what's a good example? Tweetbot. Tweetbot for iPhone. It's a very popular app, but their business model is very much like you pay 10 bucks and that's it. And then they don't make any more money off you until next time. So what if they charge 50 cents a month for accessing the app and if you don't pay it gets removed which sounds really nice for developers who are kind of moaning about losing a lot of money but awful for users who i don't know are already suffering from subscription fatigue i don't know about you but i'm kind of tired of like having spotify and netflix and all these different things that i have to think about that are just slowly draining money out of my account and yeah i want a subscription service that manages all my subscription yeah. services no joke yeah, there actually is a no great joke. dutch app that does that but you have to manually enter them which is i guess fine if you put them all in once but yeah i'm no kind of lazy hassle anyway carry um, on. anyway so the first thing is subscriptions and so it's kind of crazy for developers because it means you know on the ipad pro for example they can charge 10 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month, whatever, you know, for something like Adobe Creative Suite. Um, so that's the first thing that's happening. And the second thing that's happening is... The second thing that's happening is someone's at the door. I've never heard that noise before. <laughs> the second thing that's happening is uh, search ads. So it's for the first time ever they're adding search ads to the App Store, which is just crazy. So if you search for camera you might get an ad for like camera plus or if you search for facebook maybe you'll get a an ad for snapchat i don't know but it's kind of crazy to me that apple hadn't done this already to be honest uh you know like the fact that it took them this long to come to this is kind of crazy but hey the you know what the app store is such a clusterfuck that nobody can that you know i've read all these stories about you can't make it as an indie developer anymore because there's no way to get noticed so at least with ads that's possible it's a start, right? So that's the... I mean, until someone outbuys you, but yeah. Well, yeah, and everybody's going to get outbought perf- like constantly, right? So... I mean, it's just going to be... Well, yeah, I guess that's the model, right? That's how these things work. So I don't know. I guess it's kind of okay, right. but... Uh, I don't know. I guess it's fine. I like it. It's fine. Yeah, it's good. and so the third good thing idea. is that they're also trying to make it more appealing for subscription services. So if you can retain a company... Uh, sorry, a customer for more than a year, they'll lower the 30% fee to 15. But that's a long time, right? Like a year? I don't know. I'm not I'm yeah. not so big on that. Like if you, so if, I actually noticed this the other day. If you go, if you're ever, this is a tip for anybody listening. If you're ever thinking about subscribing to something like Spotify or Headspace. So Headspace is a meditation app that I really like. If you say you want to subscribe on Spot, uh, sorry, inside the app, it will literally cost double because they've got to recuperate their costs basically uh whereas if you go on their website it'll be like five bucks and on the app it's like 15 so 
just, you know, check before you subscribe on iOS. Maybe it changes soon. But I think the subscription thing, I don't know. I think it might be too late. I don't want more subscriptions. But then again, if I can help enable developers to build better business models, because right now it doesn't work. Buying an app once and then them like basically not getting any money until the, you know, only a trickle until the next version is not sustainable, right? I don't know. I always thought the idea of in-app purchases was really good. Like, give me an application and then figure out what, like, give me a base application that's a very good, like, common b2c app and then every time that you want to think about more deep features but are like kind of niche use cases figure out how much it would cost to develop them for that either big or small subset of your general user base and then charge them relevantly for that additional thing so if it's like headspace and then also it's your meditation app but then for like three bucks more or five bucks more even a month you can like get talk space which is a therapy um app Mm -hmm. built in like that kind of version of that but like maybe only 10 people would use that but you know that those 10 people said that they would use that and so you figure out it's going to cost you you know about ten thousand dollars to make that feature and you can recoup that over five years if these people subscribe like that's a great way but i don't think app developers necessarily frankly are are mm, this is kind of rude to say potentially but like you know, that business minded sometimes that they, that they think about how to build ecosystems within their applications. Cause if they did, you could make really interesting, rich, um, in-app purchase kind of worlds. And I think games sort of get this a little bit, like you can pay for extra levels or extra, extra, like whatever, but I don't see that very much in like productivity apps and stuff like that. Uh, like, do you think that people are willing to pay subscription services? Like, not. I don't, I don't mean tech people. I like subscription services better than anything else. Really? So you don't yeah. mind that the app just dies as soon as you stop paying? Because that's what I don't like about it. Like, I wish. No. I wish the. Subscription- I don't think so that. I don't think. I'm, but I'm a cloud dude. Like I don't, I don't, I think downloading shit onto your computer or like just having things once is stupid. Like sure. make me pay five ninety nine for Photoshop continuously upgrade it every week. So that it yeah, gets better and, better and better and better. And then when I, if I don't need Photoshop for a couple months, I'll just stop paying for it for See, a couple I months. Wish when it I need kind it again. of worked like that, except if I couldn't pay or couldn't afford to pay or didn't want to pay, I got frozen on the current version I was on, you know, but I guess, I guess that model isn't really well that is kind of how it works i think no you lose access to the app on the subscription model so well i don't know what photoshop does you know it's hilarious i got a call from adobe yesterday what they actually call people yeah i couldn't believe it in fact uh, i don't know if they left a voicemail but they called and the dude was like hi this is sean calling from adobe and i was like okay and he's like yeah uh your your credit card has expired on your creative account and you have a uh, $20 balance that you have to pay. And you, I was like, (laughs) I sorry, you're calling me from Adobe. And he's like, yeah, Adobe billing department. And I was like, you call people. And he was like, yeah. And it wasn't, and then I was like, 
no. And then he was like, oh, wait, maybe it was. Well, no, no, it wasn't a scam because <laughs> my thing is expired. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to send you an email to the email on file recording that we had this conversation and giving you instruct step-by-step instructions and a link on how to, a unique link on how to change your credit card um, profile. And I went on the thing and it was all from Adobe and legit. And like it was, uh, it was uh, HTTPS on the wow. uh, Adobe domain and stuff. So yeah, they call people and then they email them. So they're like really... There, does that mean that they're struggling with the subscription model that they now like are paying people to do collections? Well, they're or big like enough they that it doesn't matter, and they just, yeah, you know, they just take money. They don't mind. Like maybe it's easier just to, they probably contract that out and just get the money. It's probably quite yeah. lucrative, I imagine. Anyway, so yeah. I think there's going to be some pretty big stuff at WWDC next week. So the other thing I kind of wanted to talk about was, I guess, predictions of of that. So it's on Monday. So that's pretty soon. And what we're, I guess what's expected to come out is iOS 10, of course, uh, OS 10, 12, but it looks like that's being renamed to Mac OS, which I hate. And it makes me a little bit sad, um, <laughs> but it sounds like the, uh, the focus is really on Siri and that's it. Um, there's nothing like iOS 10 sounds like they're re overhauling Siri and adding an API. These are the rumors I'm reciting. So we'll see how right we are so i don't really care what they call things everything will always be either ios or os x to me yeah if it's on the computer it's os x if it's on the on the phone it's ios that's all i Mm -hmm. say so you guys call your things whatever you want i'm really i'm really hoping there's something look i don't i haven't read a lot of the predictions the siri thing like Google Assistant blew me away, and I just don't think Apple can compare to that. So we'll come back. We'll come so, back next week and see if that's I read wrong. about this. I okay. read two things about this. The first thing I read is that basically Apple has behind the scenes, but had like some top squad uh, digital assistant <laughs> um, uh, team going for the last five years or whenever they first introduced Siri with an end goal of building Alexa today. And I believe that Alexa as a product development has only been going for like 18 months or something. So you think that they have a more advanced version? Not what I think it's what I read that they basically have their rumors are from inside Apple that they laugh at everything else that's on the market right now. And they have for the last year had something that's like super insane and that they're going to unveil it and everyone's going to go, LOL, 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 So it's, yeah, I actually read something along those lines as well that they were working on some voice assistant appliance like Google Home and that it was supposed to blow everything out of the water. But man, I'm starting to take these things with a grain of salt because that rumor mill is just crazy. Like every time it's like, it'll be amazing. I'm like, wow, it's pretty cool. But didn't Apple buy some company too? A number like, of them, yeah. Like have like, time. yeah. So, hey, man. dude, I really we'll see. I guess yeah. we'll see. I, I'm I want to be wowed, you know, but I don't know if I will be. I'm I'm really looking forward to it because it feels like this would be the year to do it, and there haven't been that many rumors about what's involved. It sounds like Siri is coming to the Mac as well, so that there must be a big a big focus on that i'm mostly it must be really good because you like frankly like i know you always say it and i just like smile and nod over here <laughs> which no one can hear but like yeah i mean siri i use siri for this siri remind me to get my laundry in 15 minutes 
Okay, just tell me what you want to be reminded about. <laughs> like, that's all I used Siri for. But she didn't even get it right. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, yes. So it's junk. Yeah, it's it needs work. And I think that... It, I, I'm sure that they've got something up their sleeve that will be surprised about. But I'm, I'm also looking... What's that? Here a cat. Yeah, there's been so much background noise this week. I apologize. <laughs> He's meowing at the I door. Liked it. I liked fam singing. Yeah. I, uh, so I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what's happening on WatchOS as well because I think that that has been so stagnant. You don't wear an Apple Watch, do you? I do. I love it. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, good. I also love it, but it feels like there's so much room for stuff and I really I hope that it. they've been so quiet about it that there's something awesome coming. So those are, the, those are my, I guess... My predictions. What I'm really hoping for is really some new paradigms on iOS. I'm hoping that they redesign a lot of the stuff to work better. I'm hoping that there's like stuff like at the moment, like iOS has fundamentally worked the same. You go in and out of an app, right, for tasks, which is fine. But I, I would love it if they would let developers expose something on the icon or I don't know, have better ways of displaying things on the lock screen than just a bunch of notifications. I don't think that's going to happen. But I like to dream. <laughs> I so. want to make you the CEO of iOS and Android combined. Okay. And I'll just do stuff. <laughs> Control them both. <laughs> okay. They'll both be terrible then. No. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll ship all my ideas. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, basically what we have time for because I have to, I have to run. But uh, I'm very okay, sad. Next week, I'll t- next week, I'll talk about the crazy AI developments. Please do. Please do. So if you want to reach us, you can tweet us on at charge tech. We love it when you tweet us, even if it's mildly crazy, including the idea of t- me going to a coffee shop, which I am not against. I should, you should do it. Or if you, I, I will definitely consider it. I mean, I live in the land of coffee shops. I would also, we would also love it if you wrote us, uh, you can send us an email on Owen at Charged, which is a horrible domain. So maybe just tweet us. And I'm going to buy chargedpodcast.com this week. So after you listen to this, you should try it to see if it works. Matt said he was going to buy it and sell it back what? to us. No! Premium domains? Matt, Shit, from, I'm going to get on it right after this. Yeah. Anyway, we'd love to hear from you. It's always super fun hanging out and talking. So just let us know what you oh, think. Oh, wait. Can I just quickly one, say one thing? Shout yes. out to that guy, uh, Martin. What was his name? Martin Bryant, who basically was like, you know, I thought about this simulator bullshit and it doesn't matter anyway. Just enjoy your life. And I'm like, Martin, I, I, I want to send you He's so it. many hugs. He's awesome. He used to be my old editor-in-chief. Oh, yeah. I love that guy. I love him, too. It cracks me up. But shout out. I liked his whole thread. So, <laughs> hey, if you have if you have thoughts about what we talk about, please we feel love free to tweets. make a Twitter canoe and tag us and just shit out whatever you, whatever you okay, think. Okay, go away. Awesome. Go do your things. Say hi to fam. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, okay. John. It was great to, great to talk. Talk to you, buddy.